0: Federation for over fifty years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, so it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend, and this is a friendship that'll never ever end.
1: La, 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 la. Everybody.
0: Three- Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. uh, And he has a $2 for a wife. uh. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough, now I need five.
2: Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark.
0: Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two, oh! Oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Welcome everyone. Three Count Thursday live here on Facebook, on Periscope, and also on our YouTube channel. If you're joining us for the first time, we welcome you in. If you're joining us for however many times you have joined us, we welcome you back to the show. It is the first day of October here in 2020, October the 1st. We are getting closer to the end of the year, and if you're me, that feels like a good thing. <laughs> we only got three months left in 2020, so Uh, Throw some likes, throw some comments, and uh, get in on the action here with us tonight. We have tons to talk about, including closing out the clash, ask us anything, and is it working out for the working man? But first, make sure you go to our website, threecountthursday.com. You can find all of our social media uh, links there, as well as our merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. There's no Tim. There's our Patreon channel our uh, in our home network of course ngsc sports and we are brought to you by arena eats via ngsc sports and also you can uh, stream us daily at leapsports.com, ryan nope no ryan either L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. and uh yeah no ryan this week he uh he warned us the other day tim uh, tim out as well but uh matt and mark are with me here and we're uh, we're glad to be with you uh, here on a Thursday night, Matt. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Um, I'm I'm ready for this weekend. Have family coming in into town, so um, it'll be good to see everyone. Uh, so I'm just I'm ready to wind down, kind of coast through Friday. Um, tied up most loose ends at work, so um, fingers crossed.
0: Easy Friday into the weekend here. All right, real good. And uh, intern Mark how you doing
2: hey jim i'm doing better than i should be i'm doing real good real good good thanks for having me back
0: good well we're glad uh we're glad you're with us whatever you're uh whatever you're drinking with us tonight as well let us maybe let us know in the comments if you're uh enjoying an adult beverage if you're just enjoying any type of beverage let us know and uh interact with us here we have uh, a few listeners in with us, Nikki and Devin. Devin says, "What's up?" Nikki says, "Hello, hello, guys. We're glad to uh, to have you with us here uh, on a uh, on a Thursday night. And uh, give it a like, give it a share if you're following along with us. We'd appreciate that. Let's uh, let's jump right into it, guys, with our uh, with our weekly segment." I'm- uh, three birthdays on October the 1st. Hector Guerrero and Curtis Axel both born in 1979 and uh Robbie e in 1983 uh and then got a few things that happened day. back in 1980. that old yeah yeah I was kind of surprised when I saw that one I, I did not expect him uh to be I'm uh... outside of 40 yeah <laughs> He most certainly is, uh, but uh, in 1985, Rick McGraw appeared on Piper's Pit during a WWF television taping in Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, questioning why Roddy Piper never wrestled on television. Uh, it set up a match between the two at the next TV taping later in October. Uh, Piper pinning McGraw after a vicious series of neck breakers. McGraw taken out on a stretcher. Uh, unfortunately, then McGraw died on November the first. The same weekend that the match with Piper aired in most television markets. Uh, so a sad one to uh, kick it off also. On 1992, Carrie Von Erich is sentenced on six felony counts, prescription forgery, who receives a 10-year suspended sentence, 10 years supervised probation, and a $6,000 fine. Four months later, he would violate probation, get uh, indicted on a cocaine possession charge, Facing certain jail time, of course, we know the unfortunate end to that story. He uh, committed suicide. Then we move all the way up to 2000. On this day. ECW holds their final Anarchy Rules pay-per-view at the Roy Wilkins Auditorium in St. Paul, Minnesota, drawing over 4,500 fans for a show headlined by Jerry Lynn winning the ECW World Heavyweight title from Just Incredible in front of his hometown fans. On this day. 2004 PWInsider.com Elite member Chris Z uh, sent word that WWE 24-7 launched on cable provider, and you guys will probably know this name, Blue Ridge Cable in Pennsylvania for $6.95 a month. It was the first quiet rollout for the video on-demand service, which launched with uh, which launched with material available. Of course, that was the very beginning of what would eventually become the award-winning a WWE network. 2006, Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes, replaced Alex Greenfield as the lead SmackDown writer. Greenfield gave the company notice as he had several screenplays about to go into production. And then finally, in 2009, the first trailer for Dwayne Johnson's family comedy, and I'm pretty sure Ryan's favorite movie, The Tooth Fairy, was released. So these are all the things that happened what? October the 1st.
1: And what was the name of that, uh, the former writer who had multiple screenplays?
0: Uh, Alex Greenfield.
1: Okay.
0: Does it ring a bell at all? No, I'm, I'm looking into this. <laughs> uh, Devin says he's, uh, drinking a Coca-Cola slushie. That's a, that sounds tasty that I have always enjoyed the uh the slushies. So again if you're following along with us in the uh, live video, give it a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. And uh, as we if you missed um on Tuesday, uh, Ryan Tim and I had um kind of gave a long form review of WWE Clash of Champions. So we're not going to go long form on this one, but um since he's not here I'm I'm supposed to relay Matt Ryan tends to believe that that now I don't know if this is true or not that that you had gotten a leaked uh script for Monday Night Raw and saw that Shane McMahon and Raw Underground were not going to be on the show and that's why you were very upset on Sunday and kind of poo-pooed the ending of the Universal title match. Can you confirm? Oh, I
1: didn't, didn't poo poo anything. You're not allowed to. This is three count Thursday. Ah, best see, ending, you've learned best to a pay per view I've ever seen in my life.
0: See, I like you. You're 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 finally starting to put the pieces together, Matt. Before and- uh,
1: before we get there, here are here are the multiple films that uh, we had in the works. Um, Street Warrior. Uh. You know that one. Uh, Jack's Family Adventure. What the hell is this? <laughs> 10.0 earthquake.
2: What the hell is even that?
1: The cookie mobster.
2: <laughs> Holy Jesus. What
1: the is Sam? that? What the and
2: fuck is that?
1: Finally, diagnosis delicious. Uh. uh <laughs> what? Who?
2: It's a good thing he walked away from SmackDown. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: great. Got take those
0: dreams. Great, uh, great career choice, there, pal. Great career choice. I mean, maybe I mean, to maybe... be
1: fair, they all got made.
0: So, well, that I mean, uh, that's
1: fair. He at least collected a check for those films.
0: And to be what fair, was that one about delicious. What was
1: that? Called? Diagnosis, delicious.
0: Diagnosis, <laughs> delicious. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never. Um... I've never, I've never heard of those, but... Uh, That's actually
1: Ryan's third favorite movie behind <laughs> Tooth Fairy and Not Another Teen Movie.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, not, a, not Another Teen Movie hung up there for a while, but uh, w- once the... Slowly,
1: slowly got replaced.
0: Once the Tooth Fairy came out, Ryan just bought in completely uh, to that one. And, and I, I don't know if he wants me to reveal this, but I'm pretty sure... Like, I've heard people do this for, like, Star Wars and... Uh, you know, like, like certainly, you know, like some of the Marvel movies, they'll go like every week or every other week that the, that the movies in theaters, Ryan mm-hmm. went every Sunday afternoon <laughs> to the tooth fairy while it was in theaters. And I said, Ryan, you can just wait till it comes out on DVD. And he said, no, 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 no. no this no. is, this is far too great of a film for me to let it pass. So I have to, I have to stay committed to watching it uh, in the theater as long as I can.
1: I mean at least he he went like for the matinee price.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he
1: didn't it, have that going for
0: him. Yeah, you know, su- Sunday afternoon, you know, he got up, would have, have a nice little brunch, then he made his way down to the movie theater, got his popcorn and his and his soda. So um but hey, you know, he the rock may not have been become the movie star that we know him as now. If it wasn't for Ryan and the success of the
1: Tooth Fairy, so that's true. You really bolstered the box office success <laughs> of that film.
0: Yeah, it had, it had like three every week instead of two. Um, all right, so um, uh, did
2: Ryan dress up in like fairy wings as well? But he was he like did. A for
1: he the,
0: did have uh, a cosplay situation going on too. At least
2: for a few of the screenings, if I recall correctly.
0: That sounds. That sounds right. That sounds that sounds entirely accurate. He also cosplayed cause when he went and saw the midnight premiere
1: of the game plan star in the rock and wore his like football jersey. <laughs> that, that, say that was that was the football one. <laughs> on, I remember that. <laughs> that that one wasn't one bad. <laughs> that one didn't hold up as much to him. He only saw it at the midnight premiere and that Yeah, and good. then he was like, Okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. They yeah. wins the game and you know, his daughter's happy, cool. But that tooth fairy. Spoilers, Jim. <laughs> oh, Spoilers. sorry. Sorry. Iron Man <laughs> dies. Woo I'm reckless. I'm <laughs> reckless tonight. Um. So yeah, Sunday. Obviously, we we look back at, at Clash of Champions, and if you want to hear our long form, uh, review of it, it's a, it's on the all of our social media, it's on our YouTube, and it's on the uh, the podcast feed. Um. But if you're following along with us, let us know what did you what was your grade, uh, for the show, and maybe what was your favorite match from. Uh, from the show uh for me i mean i, th- I think i think and I, I don't have my sheet in front of me but I, i'm pretty sure that um based on my grading system my grade for the show came out to a b and um i think that's i think that's a solid grade for it i thought the opener was fantastic like a I, I hundred i gave that an a plus the, the the main event i gave an a plus There's a couple b's and c's throughout the card nothing nothing horrible i think this is probably one of the best if not the best show in the uh in the empty arena era um but for, you know for me the the, the best match that was the main event i thought the storytelling throughout and um and all of that was just was just absolutely spectacular matt your your quick thoughts here on uh, clash of champions
1: um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I did like it a lot. I know, uh, you know, the joke earlier, I I did not like the, uh, the whole throwing in of the towel part of the match. I liked everything leading up to that. And to an extent afterwards, I just felt like the throwing of the towel and the, the internal struggle of like oh, oh, and the, oh, don't do it. i <laughs> I've, I've got to do it. It like that. That was just cheesy to me um but then once he like the towel was thrown in and we got like the comments of like you know this is what he would do to family where is he going to stop everything else worked it was just awkward for me to watch that whole towel situation um so that was the only problem i had with the show so um i would still give it an a
0: you would give the show an a mm-hmm. why so this may be the craziest thing that we have heard in 2020 is Matt has graded a WWE pay-per-view higher than me. Wow, I'm speechless. Uh, intern Mark, your, your thoughts on the show?
2: I, I, too, thought it was a really good show. Um, overall, I would give it a solid B+. I thought it was better than average. Um, same thing, the main event. The story they told—I mean, they, Roman Reigns came out looking like a monster heel, and that's what they were going for, and they—they they nailed it. So, and uh, yeah, the whole thing of throwing the towel, kind of—we saw that before with uh, Bob Backman and Bret Hart.
1: No, nope, nope, Mark, you're wrong. This was an original storyline. <laughs> no one's ever thrown a towel before at any event. The Usos invented towel throwing specifically for this moment.
2: Wait a minute, didn't uh, Arnie Stolen through the talent for Bob Backman, or am I mistaken? Was no, it, uh, you're mistaken, no. 100%
1: wrong.
0: No, I didn't. The,
2: the Iron Sheep made uh, Backman tap out for the world title. Um, yeah, the uh, I don't think that the Usas will be getting an Academy Award for acting anytime soon. But um, They're certainly not going to be in the Tooth
1: Fairy 2. <laughs>
2: I think there was, there was a Tooth Fairy 2 with... Uh, I think so. With what's his name I, uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy or whatever they call him.
0: Really? Yeah. I'm gonna look
2: that yeah, up right I now.
0: Oh, sure baby. was. The Tooth Fairy 2 came out in uh, in twenty twelve. Yep, starring label Larry the Cable Guy in the uh, Larry the Label Guy. Larry <laughs> Larry the Label Guy. <laughs> Carrie the Label Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie the Label Guy. Wow.
2: Carrying the label. I'd rather go to The dentist and sit through that movie. I bet that was awful. Awesome. Yeah, you what, ain't uh, kidding.
0: Wasn't but... Santino in that movie? Oh well, let me uh let me grab it back up here. Ah uh, cast.
1: Mark, you were a Santino fan, weren't you?
0: Santino Morella. Yeah.
1: You Obviously, know, I don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't see him listed the, here. I don't see him listed here. The Milan Miracle. Uh, I could see I could see you owning the uh the the snake <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, that snake was uh, the cobra was so ridiculous but I did like it i didn't care for it when it squared off against mr Sacco at that royal rumble but it was so so ridiculous it was good i don't have a snake uh, St. Oh. yeah m- m- if he
0: was like in it dad, matt i think he was uh he was uncredited he was in uh scooby doo wrestlemania mystery and jingle all the way to
1: that's, that's, that, that's that that was the that's the, that's the carry the label guy that, film that, that was in. the
0: blockbuster sequel you remember him in. <laughs> Yeah. alright um, let's see here uh, Nikki says her favorite match was the Intercontinent yeah that was that one is on my um, that one's on my best matches of the year uh, whether or not it will make the top five at the end of the year is to remain to be seen but I thought that was really good Mickey gives the show and a William said he gives the show a uh, a b so that's that's where I was at Devin also uh gives it a B as well uh and Nikki also says she didn't like the uh didn't like the end didn't think Roman's beatdown was convincing enough uh, uh for her um yeah and like and, and and like i i can I can agree to to a point that that for some the the back and forth with the towel thing could have went on maybe a little bit long. I wa I was just so bought into it at that point that it that it it didn't seem to drag for me. But but I can see that it that it wasn't it wasn't the most uh yeah, it wasn't the most well acted uh of, of, of things we have ever <laughs> oh, yeah, seen. We're...
1: I think everyone was on the edge of their seat. Yeah. Is he, is he going to throw it? <laughs> Don't throw it. I mean, I that's wasn't I was so upset. I was just screaming at my TV. <laughs> Ooze, no, no, Oos. no. Don't do <laughs> no. it,
0: Ooze. He's your brother. Don't yeah, do it, Ooze.
2: Uh, <laughs> you woke up your daughter. You're screaming too.
0: I heard that.
1: Now. I did. Yeah. That's that was that's why it it took it away from me. It, woke up my daughter screaming and had to put her back down it was just-
0: lucky lucky for me my uh, my dog's pretty much deaf at this point so he didn't hear me yelling at the tv <laughs> so that was uh that was a good thing um but uh yeah it, again i it was it was a really good show it, it had it didn't have a, gr- a great build especially on the raw side but it's um you know i th- i was i was pleased with the uh the, the final results so uh, but we have another pay-per-view uh this Upcoming Sunday on the award-winning WWE Network, of course NXT Takeover 31. Um, so apparently, I, I, Triple H is a, is apparently okay with uh, with numbering pay per views. Vince McMahon not okay, at least with the WrestleManias. Um, so let's start here. Um, Santos Escobar defending the cruiserweight championship. Uh, against Isaiah Swerve Scott and uh I'm gonna go with Swerve um I, I've I've from what I've seen of this feud there, there's been a few weeks I've missed NXT um but I've enjoyed it I like the um the back and forth uh you know uh vignette that was on NXT last night and uh and and we've had Swerve on the show so I'm gonna go with uh former guest of the show Swerve Scott Matt who you got
1: yeah you always have to go with the former guests i mean i think that's
0: it's only fair one
1: one of the rules of of having a podcast if you know you interview someone they make it big even though he was in a car with like 17
0: people yeah that, that was rough that was a little rough
1: barely hear half the answers still counts he was still on the show so um yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Swerve as well. I think that, that he's getting primed for a push in NXT as well.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, how about you, Mark?
2: Well, I'm going to have to make it three. I'm going to go with Swerve as well because he's uh super nice guy. We, we met him at some of the local shows here. And, uh, yeah, I think it's his time. I think the uh, Cruiserweight title really – or the lightweight or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> I think that will be a, his beginning to uh, – eventually superstar, start my hope, but yeah, let's go with swerve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super talented. And if you're following along, I want to give your, uh, your thoughts and predictions on the matches, feel free. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, read them out here. Uh, moving on singles match Kushida versus, uh, VD. Uh, I'm going to go with Kushida because, uh, fuck VD. Pretty simple. <laughs> How about you, um... Matt?
1: Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I'm not a big VD fan either, so might as well. All
0: right, Mark,
1: how about you?
2: I'm going to make three again. I'm going to go with Kushida. I think we uh, just haven't scratched the surface yet as his talent and what he has to offer, so I'm going to go with Kushida.
0: Yeah, I agree. He's That's- he's one that is, is definitely an, a somewhat untapped talent, it feels like, uh, in NXT – um as well going back here Devin uh says he's gonna say the name I know Shane Strickland and uh William says Swerve needs a push saw me a few times here at local shows uh in uh in California but yeah I'd definitely like to see um because I think when when Kushida got signed it was you know it felt pretty felt like a pretty damn big deal and then it, it feels like they, they, nothing's really kind of happened with him. He's been in some of these tournaments and, and things like that, but he's never, uh, he's never quite, uh, you know, gotten the, um, you know, gotten the wins that I thought, uh, that I thought he would. So, uh, then we go to the NXT women's championship, Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Um, I feel like this is a really hard one. Um, because, you know, I think he has been a fairly strong champion. Hasn't had the title super long through this summer. Um, but I feel like Candice is kind of like the, the next big thing, uh, in the NXT women's division. It's just whether or not is this Sunday, the, the, the time to pull the trigger on her. I, I say it is. So I'm going to go, uh, and this is actually my only spoiler light title change of the night. Um Candace LeRae gets the uh, gets the win in the championship, Matt
1: uh yeah, I was actually gonna pick her as well just because I think that they want to do something new here with it with the title and with the draft coming up which you know I, I think we're gonna talk about uh, later, you know some movement gonna be coming as it is so um you know it makes sense. I think Candace has kind of paid her dues within the company uh, similar to her husband, um, and I, I mean, you put a title on Candace Florey. I think it, it holds a lot of weight. Not that it doesn't on EO, but I mean a big name still, so you're not like giving it on someone um, that's like up and coming. Candace has kind of earned her stripes,
0: and I think this is her spot. How about you, Mark?
2: Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, if the draft wasn't coming up, I'd probably go with EO, but I have a feeling uh, Candice is going to take the title. And we'll see who get caught up to Raw or SmackDown. But Candace has really she's been on a roll the last few weeks or few months. So I think it's her time to shine. So I'll go with Candace.
0: All right. Then we go to the uh, NXT North American Championship. Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. Um, like I said, I've, I have Priest retaining here. Um, I, I think this, this match uh, is, uh, is is going to be a really good one. Um, I think both, um, both he and Priest bring obviously very different styles to the to the table. Um, I, I think I think Priest, out of out of anybody in NXT right now, and I mean kind of subtract maybe the Undisputed Era guys and, um, you know, and and Finn Balor just because he's already been up on the main roster and had success there, I feel like Damian Priest. Is kind of everything like the WWE, particularly the guy in charge, like once in a superstar. Um, you know, big, athletic, uh, has a great look, unique look. Um, so, so I think, I think Priest should retain here.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is seems like it's going to be a clean sweep night here with predictions because I (laughs) I think it doesn't make much sense to take it off of him. I, I think, um, you know, he's doing a good job with the belt. I think we, all kind of said that it made sense to put it on him in, in the first place with that um so yeah to take it off and kill any momentum here is
0: just pointless how about you mark
2: yeah uh, same thing going to go with priest i think uh, he's a dominant champion it's too soon to take it off from. um yeah I, I like you said he's everything that the the boss looks for in a wrestler as far as size and appearance. So I'm going to go
0: with uh, priest for sure. He's going to retain. Very good. I saw, uh, I saw Lou check in. How's it going? Lou Devin says uh priest will win uh, as well. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. We have uh, some WWE uh, draft discussion coming up here uh, in just a little bit. And then finally uh, the match um, that we saw, of course, Kyle O'Reilly uh, become the number one contender a few weeks ago. It is uh, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship uh, against Kyle O'Reilly, of course, of the Undisputed Era. Um, this one just, it, it intrigues me as well because, you know, Finn just got the title and... Um, uh-oh, we lost Mark. <laughs> um, Finn just got the title and, um, you know, o- O'Reilly, this is the, like the first. We're really kind of seeing him in in this singles role uh you know in 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 NXT and in um in the WWE but uh you know f- for, for me I I think you can't you can't move the title off of uh Finn Balor here uh quite yet and I think potentially um you know the undisputed era could be one or some of the people that that could be potentially on the move here uh, in a couple of weeks, when we talk about that uh, WWE draft, so I'm going to go Finn Balor, of course, to retain.
1: Yeah, um, it, again, it's it's all a matter of what makes the most sense, and I don't think that Kyle O'Reilly moves the needle enough as like the champ. I don't think that you know um, he's there just yet. I think that he certainly could be, but like you said, the singles run that's fairly new. So to put to put your main title on Kyle O'Reilly um, with him being so new to the singles segment just doesn't really add up um if they did it I would certainly be shocked and sure. I would kind of give a tip of the cap for WWE NXT doing something new and unexpected I just I just don't think they're going to go that far
0: outside the box Yeah I don't think so um Mark, what do you got
2: uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Finn Balor. He, uh, I think uh, O'Reilly would make a he'd make a great champion, but I just don't think the times there the times right. Uh, Balor is gonna hold that title for a little bit yet. So,
0: yeah, William here. Uh, William says that uh, Cole will cause a DQ. I like that. Yeah that uh, that's that's an interesting uh, interesting thought on that one. So. Um, you know, and I, I think that the potential there for um Undisputed Era to get involved is, is always always uh you know part of the case when you're talking about an Undisputed Era match. Uh Devin has uh Finn uh retaining uh as well. So um uh any any other thoughts on the uh takeover. This uh, okay well, we're getting the we're getting the, uh, unveil of the, the mystery vignettes that we've seen with like the distorted voice. Uh, who do you guys think it is? I, I'm s- going to stick with one of my original thoughts and Bo Dallas. I'm going to I'm going to say Bo Dallas is going to be the, uh, the, the mystery person, the, the returning to take back what's theirs. Nikki has, uh, Finn, uh, retaining as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Bo Dallas. How about you, Matt?
1: Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't hear like some talk that it could possibly be like a page. I don't think that she's cleared. Um, that would be really cool. Um, but um, I think I also had said Bo Dallas early on. I think that still makes the most sense. Um, you know, but again, if, if WWE does something that surprises me, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, and other final thought on this is I am actually with. Vince, I'm not a big fan of the numbers. Besides with WrestleMania, so um, you know, I liked having like the the location. And I get, you know, we really can't do that right now. <laughs> but um, you know, you could still like do some little fun turn, like NXT Takeover Full Sail, NXT Takeover Orlando, just like keep changing <laughs> it a little bit. Um, NXT but- Takeover FS. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> training center uh, so i i understand why they have to do it but i i also liked it better when there was just something behind nxt takeover besides a number
0: yeah well and when they were first on the network it was like nxt takeover uh arrival and nxt takeover you know i think they, they had some names to yeah. them so you know I, I i would i'd like a name over a number but um,
1: sure. and I mean they did like the in your house thing so even that like even if they just kept doing like in your house too
0: or something. I wish it would have been cuz we're in October now uh, Halloween havoc I mean right. you you own these freaking trademarks why don't you use them for god's yeah, sakes absolutely. you know <laughs> Scotty says good morning good morning Scotty how you doing <laughs> Um but uh yeah Mark who do you think the uh the mystery the mystery person will be
2: well, I tell you what, it's really tough. Uh, I would really like to, <laughs> I'd really like to see if the Adam Rose, but I don't think there's a chance of that, that happening. Um so Bo Dallas makes a lot of sense, seeing that he's a former NXT champion. Uh he hasn't been on TV in I don't know how long. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll go with you, Jim and say uh Bo Dallas.
0: All right, uh, Nikki, Nikki has to leave. Uh, good evening. Uh, thanks for joining us, Nikki. While you can, if you can jump back on, uh, we're glad to have you. Scotty thinks it uh, could be Ember Moon. Uh, Ember would be a great one. Uh, I mean, obviously, she had the injury. Yeah,
2: that's possible.
0: I haven't heard um, – I haven't heard – the last I heard, she was um, – it was potentially career-threatening. Um, so, hopefully, it's not because, obviously, she's – ridiculously talented so um hopefully she can get back um here before too long uh now this week just because uh you know other things kind of distracted me during the week um i uh, i threw out an ask 3ct uh so if you're following along with us and want to throw a question uh in the comments wherever you're watching us so we'll get to that one as well we had a couple uh charlie asked how much fish could bobby fish fry if bobby fish could fry fish Anybody? Anybody want to take that one?
1: Wasn't who used to? Was see, wasn't it a uh, Matt Riddle that used to say that all the time?
0: Some something like that. Yeah. Yep. That was.
1: Yeah, that was Matt Riddle.
2: I'll go. Uh, I first heard that, I just shook my head. That was so <laughs> bad. I'll
0: go twelve. That that uh, twelve feels like a good number of fish.
1: Twelve <laughs> fish. Yeah. Mister um, Fry. I think it would just be the one, and it would be the one that Rusev through at, uh <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Lana during
0: that storyline okay that sounds about right Mark you got an answer on that one <laughs> Man. all right then uh we had a no, I'd say half
2: a dozen I think 12 is going to be too much to so me maybe-
1: half a dozen is fair
0: yeah all right um a couple here from uh from Facebook uh, if you had a chance to wrestle, who would you want to train you? Um, well, as a uh, typical uh, Big Jim Kiss Ass answer, uh, former guest of the show, Danny Cage of the Monster Factory, of course. Um, but uh, and then the the WWE shell that I am, the trainers at the world famous WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. So uh, those are my answers. How about you, Matt? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Danny Cage is a good answer. Um, you know, we've had a ton of Monster Factory people on the show as well as Danny, um, and all of them just kind of sing his praises. Um, so I, I think, you know, if you're starting out, that's definitely a, a good choice. Um, otherwise, probably someone that's just really technical. So like Dean Malenko um, would probably be my, my choice. Um, or HBK just for the chance to train under HBK.
0: There you go. Intern Mark, how about you?
2: Well, I'd probably say uh, Tom Pritchard, Glenn Jacobs, or me, Al Snow.
0: All solid but, answers.
2: Uh, Glenn Jacobs and Tom Pritchard are actually training people there in uh, Louisville, and uh, Al Snow's training in uh, Ohio Valley. But, yeah, either of those three, I'd say.
1: I um. I saw Devin's answer of Rob at Fort Noxious. It's, it's a good one, too. Um, and also, um, other guests to the show, Les Thatcher. Um, there you, you know, go. A lot of good things uh, said about him as well. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of good wrestling people. It just, I guess, all kind of depends on what you want your focus to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, Scotty here says... Uh, not a wrestling question, but how does Dan Quinn still have a job with the Atlanta Falcons? Now, Mark, I, I don't, I don't want you to answer this. I know football is your area of expertise, so but we got to keep this show to to the around the two hour time limit. Um, yeah, I don't know, Scotty. Um, you know he's he's had a rough a rough go. Uh, for a couple of years, and obviously some of the uh, coaching decisions early on this year. Um. Uh, you know, he could definitely be one of those guys that, that gets the can, uh, early, uh, early in the season. Um, here's, here's one, uh, from Mario of all the, of all the wrestler deaths, uh, whose death hit you the most? Um, I kind of have two answers. One, like from a fan standpoint, uh, I think was Owen Hart's, um, just cause, like I, I remember, like I was in, I was in eighth grade, and my my dad had gone to work, and I guess had seen it or heard it on the radio or something, and called me when he got to work, and I was getting ready for school, um, and it just, I just remember it like threw me off the entire day because I was like, wait, wait, what? Because I didn't, I didn't get the pay per view, uh, the, the night before. Um, and then once we've been involved with, uh, you know, with the podcast and, and, in independent wrestling and, uh, companies around here, um, when, when Piper died, cause we had just, you know, we had just seen him a couple of months before and, um, you know, and I was, I listened to his podcast every week and, um, he, you know, he seemed super cool actually. And again, I go, he introduced himself to us as we were sitting there, um, you know, preparing our notes for the pre-show and like, how the fuck, like how Roddy Piper is introducing himself to us. Like that's not the way it's supposed to go, but that's the kind of guy uh, that he was. So that one, that one messed me up for, for a couple of days, actually. Um, Matt.
1: Yeah. Um, Guerrero's was tough for me just cause that kind of, came out of nowhere um and then the other one that i remember getting really emotional about was china just because Mm. of like how much i knew she struggled like after her wrestling career and just like had so much like built up anxiety all the time so much depression um so when she did pass I, i remember like that one hitting me pretty hard um more so than any others
0: for sure uh, intern Mark.
2: Well, I'll tell you that's a tough one. Guerrero was one, and of course, uh, you know Bobby Heenan, mm. uh, Roddy Piper. I think it was probably about a month after we met him that he passed. Yeah, about a month and, and, month and a half, I think. Any nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, his last show, I think. His last public appearance was in uh, Maryland at, at MCW, if I'm not mistaken, for Piper's Pit. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, Chris Benoit, too. I mean, especially that first night, I think, was it happened over the weekend and Monday. It was kind of announced, and then the whole entire all was dedicated to him. Then, of course, by Tuesday, found out exactly what, what transpired, and that just kind of took away everything, but Benoit for about 24 hours. That was a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it's still tough, but
0: yeah. I mean, obviously um, when you, when you have a tragedy to yeah. to that level, um, you know, and, and obviously you can, you can, um, be angry and, and, and dislike him for what he did, but there were still other, um, you know, other victims in that, in that as well, that, um, you know, you can obviously, uh, obviously grieve for, uh, Lou has, uh, says mean gene, uh, as well he said eddie mean gene um and he said realize he's not uh not getting any younger and yeah i mean it's un- unfortunately it's almost kind of become you know all i don't want to say regular normal a- anything like that but it, you know it's it's unfortunately one of those things it's so many of them uh, of the people that um you know that we grew up watching are, are no longer with us uh yeah mario here says um Grail a monsoon and seeing Bobby Heenan get emotional on uh on WCW talking about it. Yeah, it's um that that one uh, that one, one is obviously a tough uh, tough moment uh, as well.
2: Randy Savage was Yeah. Tough. yeah. The Macho Man fantasy yeah. was really tough. That was sudden and just out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um just a couple of more here. Um fill in the blank. The faction I would bring back would be um, height of its powers uh, DX for me height of its powers Degeneration X Matt how about you
1: yeah I mean that's the easy answer um, just because even I mean DX could still be a relevant stable now in wrestling's culture today probably even more so um, a lot more limits that they could push with what they did. So, um, yeah, DX for me.
0: Uh, Mark, how about you?
2: I'd go with the the hard
0: Foundation
2: uh, with Bret Hart, uh, the Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, um, Owen Hart, and Brian Pillman. When those guys were all heels and they were doing the whole uh, anti-America and pro Canada I that was some of the best the best heel work I ever saw with the, the five of those five guys I I thought they were fantastic um I yeah that would be great to have them back
0: uh Devin says for for him the the, the prior question uh would be Roddy Piper uh hit him the hardest he had a chance to meet him and uh, had planned to go to a race that week and he said it still uh gets him to this day uh Lou for the faction says the 80s uh, for horsemen um yeah i mean that's that one's a uh, a great one uh as well uh we'll go uh we'll go one we'll go one more here um the wrestle the wrestler you fanboy out when you met them um i don't think i've ever like fanboyed out i mean i i I I'll, I'll say the the one I was most nervous to meet was when I actually met Bret Hart uh at the at the Reading Phillies um and I almost like I I, I did kind of like freeze up to, to what I was going to say to him but uh so yeah I'll go I'll go obviously Bret Hart that was my uh obviously my favorite wrestler of all time so for me it was Bret
1: yeah, I mean, I I met Shawn Michaels um, at one of the Icon shows, so uh, I mean, it was really like fun, and exciting driving out to Philly, like knowing like hey, I was about to meet Shawn Michaels, but it wasn't like I fanboyed or like couldn't speak or anything. Um, so, but in terms of the podcast, and Jim, I think you and I talked about this when we were doing it, but um, when we had um, Pete Gas on the show yeah and um uh, <laughs> yeah you know, I, I was a big hardcore wrestling title fan back in the attitude era um so when we had him on the show that was kind of like i think the one that was like holy shit like i really loved everything about the hardcore title and i'm getting to talk to someone that was like involved in that title's history um and you know that Knows the best in the world, Shane McMahon, on a personal level. And I mean, honestly, like you, Matt, you make stories- you
0: make it easy for us sometimes. You really do. <laughs> hearing him
1: tell stories of like hanging out with Shane at his pool and Hulk Hogan like rolls up with like pizza and beer was just kind of like surreal to hear. Just like nonchalantly talk about that. Oh yeah, that was like a Wednesday when I was in high school.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I think back to some of the some of the guests um that we've had on um you know people that were that were in the in the wwe in in those glory days and and in the like the attitude areas i mean we had like you know the the, the patriot we had on you know, like ryan Shea. i mean not any huge stars but it, it was people that were um in that company at the you know at the biggest uh the point in in the the, the company's history so yeah some of those times a little bit before the interviews and before the show went on the air, it was kind of like, wow, okay, you know these these yeah. are people I watched when I was growing up so it was uh, I
1: think we did that when we had Del Wilkes on too and we were just like, hey, we have like a WWE wrestler that's yeah. the first first one we had on the show, I believe. Um,
0: well now now sitting it. sitting here thinking about it when we did the um the global force uh, show at Harrisburg. And, you know, so we had the, we had the press passes and we, uh, you know, they, they directed us to like go down underneath and they're like, you know, somebody will come get you and direct you where to go. Next thing you know, like Jeff Jarrett comes around the corner and is like, Hey guys, how's it going? Come follow me. And we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> this is our usher.
0: <laughs> you know, Jeff J. Okay. J E is showing us where the hell to go. That's, that's pretty cool um yeah so so those kind of moments too uh do stick out uh intern mark who do you got
2: oh boy let me think here the uh i'd say uh fanboy, but I, I tell you when i i met kurt angle and uh boy he couldn't have been any nicer it was after a show and it wasn't a meet and greet or anything um it was after just a live event show um super nice talking to him for felt like maybe 10 or 15 minutes may not been that long um but i remember uh at a meet and greet with uh, eric bischoff was so nice i remember i forget what i had him autograph i don't it may have been uh I i don't think it was an action figure but anyway i asked him a question as he was autographed i remember he stopped signing and he looked up at me and actually answered the question. It was very nice. I think I complimented him on his the podcast he was doing at the time. And he stopped and made eye contact and responded. I thought that was was really cool because a lot of the guys are just kind of like in a mode where they, they
0: sign autograph,
2: slide over, they look up for the pictures, autograph. But Bischoff actually made it personal. So
0: yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Ryan and I had gone to um, an SWO show in York a million dollar man was there and I had a thought a couple of days before I'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take a basketball for him to sign because of the bit with the little kid that you know he kicked the dribble the ball was it 10 times and he kicks the basketball out at nine yep. um and uh so you know I give him the basketball and I was like so how many times do, do do people bring you a basketball to sign he said honestly more times than you would imagine and then, um, he was telling us that like, you know, 20 years or so after he did that, he said he was in an airport and, uh, and this, this guy comes up to him and like taps him on the shoulder and, and is like, Hey, you probably don't remember me. And he's like, no, I don't. He goes, I'm the little kid that you kicked the basketball away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, he was, you know, so, and he and then literally there, cause that, that was at the, before the show. And, um, like Ryan and I sat next to him and we were just like, he just watching a, an, an indie show, he's sitting there analyzing and, and like talking to us about like, you know, his thoughts on some of the guys and the matches and this and that, like, it was, um, like I didn't fanboy by that point, you know, that was only a couple of years ago. So we had kind of been in the, the indie game and we had met some people. And, uh, so the more times you do it, it not that it isn't any less like cool, but it, it, you, you kind of get over that, like, shock of, oh, my God, I'm sitting here talking to so-and-so. Um, but it was still surreal. Like, we're driving home, and I'm like, Ryan, like, we just sat next to and, like, talked to the million-dollar man for the last two hours. Like, at no point when we started doing this show did I ever think, like, something like that was a thing that was going to happen. Like, it just... So so like for me, because I just thought, I just like talking wrestling and we're just going to talk about wrestling. I never had any, any idea that it was going to morph into some of the things that that we've done, which, which still just, just absolutely blows me away.
1: Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, Lauren and I went to a, one of the wizard world comic cons to meet uh, Daniel Bryan. And uh, at the time the Bellas were not back in wrestling. So like they had had their stint but they were like kind of doing the indie scene so uh they had a q a and it was daniel bryan and ricky the dragon steamboat were up on the panel answering questions and lauren and i were sitting kind of off to the side and this door opens and brie comes and just sits next to us at the end of the the <laughs> aisle there and so during the q a this one kid asks um Daniel if he ever had any trouble telling the Bella twins apart <laughs> and the whole, the whole crowd laughs and Breed turned to me and Lauren and she was like what was the question <laughs> and I, <laughs> and then Daniel was like oh well I don't know if you know but one of the sisters had some work done so it's pretty easy to tell them apart these days
0: that's pretty good that's pretty good um, alright we, uh, we are going to pause here uh, for a quick uh, commercial break. Stick with us on the other side. We have plenty more to talk about, including the uh, the WWE Draft. Three Count Thursday live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre order, express pickup, and in seat delivery. How do you place your order? Welcome back, Three Count Thursday. We are live here, Facebook and Periscope, as well as our YouTube channel. Matt and intern Mark are here with me. We hope that uh, Ryan and Tim are enjoying their uh, their night off. We uh, hope to see them back here with us next week. Uh, just <laughs> catching up on the uh, the NFL game, the Jets and the Broncos. Apparently, like Sam Darnold had like the run of his career led the Jets down to a, uh, to a touchdown lead. And I think he just broke his collarbone. <laughs> so like, that's, uh, that's about the most New York Jets thing uh, that can happen yeah. to you. But <laughs> uh, Ed Stinks, if you're with us uh, live here, we appreciate you uh, joining and uh, interacting with us. Keep, uh, keep doing that. We appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad you're Speaking with us.
1: Interaction, I'm uh, I'm going to let the three CT audience here choose my next beverage. So I have, From Bolero Snort Brewery, the Bull and Ted double IPA. Ooh. Or I have from Barrier Brewing, the Wonderstruck New England IPA. So um, first comment, I'll drink either one.
0: All right, so it was announced um this past weekend that the WWE draft is coming up and I believe uh let me check the dates on it so I'm not uh, not wrong here. Uh next Friday night, October the 9th on SmackDown on Fox and Matt, you got uh you got your answer there. All right. Going with the uh the Wonderstruck. So Lou, thanks for uh thanks for picking for Matt. I switched over to It's a good one. A little light action. Um Friday night, October 9th uh, on SmackDown, and then continuing Monday, October the 12th uh, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, so uh, the to the best of our knowledge, it seems like it is just um, Raw and SmackDown superstars that are involved. Um, so first part of the question, Matt, we'll start with you, then we'll go to intern Mark. Um, And and to the listeners Should NXT Which we've been told And and as we've seen on Survivor Series And Royal Rumbles and things like that Should NXT be involved in the draft?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely I mean, especially Given what NXT is supposed to be In terms of like the developmental Part of WWE You know, we always talk about the call-ups So if you're having a draft You would think that um, That roster would be instrumental in the growth and the future of either of the brands
0: how about you Mark uh oh Mark you, you with us you frozen up on us intern Mark he looks frozen uh oh uh oh womp 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 we got the spinning wheel of death <laughs> oh he's back. he's back I can hear you Mark, should the, the
2: spinning wheel of death.
0: should the uh, should NXT be involved in the draft?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um,
2: you know the like uh, the. Can you hear me now? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm back again. I had the spinning wheel of death, but now I, I can hear you and I can see you. Good, good. All right, uh, but okay. yeah, I think. Yeah, so the. Uh...
0: Go ahead.
2: Oh okay. I see. I think the uh, yeah. I think NXT should be involved. The uh, I think WWE recently has been doing a pretty good job in keeping the brand separate, so it actually feels special when you have a draft. So I hope that continues. And uh, yeah, NXT definitely should be part of it. And I t- would like to see Raw or SmackDown superstars potentially being transferred or uh drafted down to uh NXT, not down to but over to NXT as well.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's kind of the thought I had to it as well is you know, whether or not people um you know, people agree or disagree or they have you know mixed opinions on um you know whether or not WWE really views themselves as in a rating war with uh, AEW or not like you know that they want to they want to have higher ratings than their competition on a Wednesday night so so when you have this opportunity you've already told us uh via survivor series and 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 you know and, and on um Royal Rumble and things like that that And and various times throughout the year, that NXT is part of the company. That it's they're not they're not just developmental. They're not just a territory. They are, um, you know, they are part of the company. So why not? uh, You know, why not have them be involved in the draft and have the undisputed era come up to to go to Monday Night Raw or Io Shirai go to SmackDown or have uh, AJ Styles go to NXT. Um, you know, and, and, stuff like that. So I absolutely think that, uh, that NXT should be uh, a part of the, um, of the draft. Um, but also, and, and this is one thought I had <laughs> Lou says, uh, who should, who gets drafted to uh raw underground, um, Bronny Strowman. I think bronny Strowman fits the absolute best he's ever fit anywhere. Uh, w- w- when he's been, uh, when he's been on uh, raw underground here uh as of late but but who are not necessarily one but some of the superstars that you would like to see uh move uh in this draft and 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 where would you like to see them go um and even fan, we can even fantasy book a little bit even though they're not officially part of the draft and and if you want if you would like to see somebody go to NXT from either Raw or SmackDown who uh you know who would you like to see move, and I think for me, um, the f- the first one that that comes to mind, and I know he just went over to SmackDown, um, you know, in in the last couple of months, is AJ Styles going back to Monday Night Raw? Uh, f- for one, I feel like Monday Night Raw really is kind of lacking in star power. Um, you know, I know you have Orton, I know you have McIntyre, but but it just it doesn't on a three hour show. And this is always why when you did the, the initial draft and things like that, like raw always gets, um, always gets more picks. Like they always get like three picks to, um, to SmackDowns too, uh, because you have three hours. So I feel like you need to have more star power on raw than you do on SmackDown. So I I would like to see, um, I would like to see a AJ Styles move to, uh, Move to Monday Night Raw, Devin. Do you mean Kevin Owens to, to Raw? Because I think he is on SmackDown now. So you think you you would want him to move to Raw, uh, Matt? How about you? Any any superstars off the top of your head you'd want to see move?
1: Um, I mean Owens is still on Raw, isn't he? I
0: th- I thought he's on SmackDown because I think he has the, I think he has the KO show tomorrow night with um. With Alexa Bliss, let me look it up here quick. He is Kevin Owens. Oh, it, it says it on his Wikipedia. It says he's on, on Wikipedia. It says it's, he's on Raw. But I know because the WWE just released today that he uh, that he is gonna be. He's gonna have the KO show on uh, on SmackDown tomorrow. Okay, on the WWE.com he's listed on SmackDown. So maybe the uh. maybe they're drafting him early. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Um, so,
1: um, in terms of people on Raw that I think fit better on SmackDown, as I'm looking at the roster here, um, the main one that jumped out to me, not that it fits better that I would like to see it, would be Alistair Black moving from Raw to SmackDown. Um. Just because I think SmackDown would have more room for him to do stuff than Raw does, um, you know, I could see him being in a feud with, you know, for the IC title, um, something along those lines. Um, and if we're talking female wrestlers that I want to see moved, I would like to see um, Bianca Belair on SmackDown.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. So here we go. I pulled up the uh, the release from WWE today. It says no one on SmackDown has been able to shake Alexa Ble- Alexa Bliss from the hold the fiend has over her. So perhaps it's time to give someone from Raw a try. Kevin Owens will host a special edition of the KO Show this Friday as part of the brand to brand invitational. So you guys are right, uh, Devin. You were right that uh, Kevin Owens is a part of uh, of Monday Night Raw. That is my bet because I like I, I had just seen that today. And, uh, so that's why I was like, wait a minute. Uh, I thought he is on SmackDown, but no, he is, he is a part of Monday Night Raw. Devin would like to see him move to SmackDown. Oh yeah. Cause he was just involved with, um, Alistair and the, the raw underground and all that. So yeah.
1: I like, uh, Williams choice of Sasha at NXT. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I would, uh, as I continue to look over the roster here, um, I think that Ember Moon, when she comes back, would be a better fit on Raw than SmackDown. So someone make that happen.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, Intern Mark, how about you?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Undisputed Era. Initially, I would think they would be better suited on Raw, but with Retribution... They might maybe they're better off on SmackDown. Um, and eventually, maybe the Hurt Business versus the uh, Undisputed Era would be something. And, and well, I was thinking uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke maybe would roll too. Would be would be an interesting trade to mix things up and then put the Street Profits over on uh, SmackDown.
0: Yeah, you know, and and. Uh... I would definitely like to see the the undisputed era um, to come up to either Raw or SmackDown, uh, and I think again, given that you you kind of need to give uh, Monday Night Raw um, a little extra star power, a little bit different feel. Uh, I think them going to Monday Night Raw uh, could be pretty uh, could be pretty solid for them. Uh, as far as um, yeah, as far as the women go, I mean, I don't. I don't think Raw could afford to lose Bianca Belair. I think that was a great call by you, Matt. But um, you know, I think the the women's division on on SmackDown from a single standpoint feels so much stronger. I think they're trying to do um a lot of tag a lot of tag team stuff um with the women on, on Raw. But I, I feel like the problem is you just you just don't have enough women at your disposal and you broke up the biggest women's tag team that you have, uh, on Monday night raw with the, with the, uh, the two conics splitting up. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, and I think, uh, seeing Io Shirai, uh, move to, to either raw or SmackDown, uh, would be, uh, would be fantastic. Um, uh, cause I think any, time you can get the women's wrestling, um, you know, featured as much as possible. And they've been absolutely killing it as of late. The the more the merrier, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we have one week of TV uh, tomorrow night, SmackDown, and Monday Night Raw before the draft starts next Friday night. So um, if, if there's any like preemptive moves or anything like that, uh, we will obviously uh, we will obviously talk about them um, next week. Devin says I think we're going to see the U.S and Intercontinental title switch brands. Uh, you can call me out if I was wrong. I have a gut feeling. Um, I feel like you, you – you, not every year because then it would become too predictable, but I feel like you do see titles uh, switch brands um, every so often when you do these drafts. I honestly think – and, I, and I, I'm I, probably going to be wrong on this um, – that, that you could almost merge the U.S. – an intercontinental title, have them defended across brands. Same with the tag titles. I just, you're you're in an era where, for obvious reasons, um, there's there's limited there's li- limited depth to the roster. So having so many individual titles on both brands doesn't doesn't kind of make a lot of sense uh, at this point. Um, so to me, um. I think that one of the best course of actions. But yeah, I think, I think something like that and, and the only, really the only way to do it would be the, the IC and the, uh, the U.S. title. But do you guys... So then you would almost have to move the entire Hurt business, I would say, um, to SmackDown. But do you guys see that uh, as a possibility?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, it would be cool if it happened. Um, but again, cautious optimism as always.
0: <laughs> um, Lou yeah, says,
1: I think it's a little too early to, I'll
2: oh, go ahead, Jim.
0: Oh no, go ahead. You, you can finish. Uh, uh, cause Lou has a kind of a follow-up question.
2: Okay. I'm just going to say, I think it's a little too early to do the hurt business. They're really starting to get some traction and, uh, you know, make a name for them as a group so i think it'd be silly to, to move them or even split them up at this point
0: one well, especially because there's the uh you know the the battle with the uh rumored covid positive retribution that's still uh that's still coming down the line lewis says would you guys want to see one world champion uh like the old days i would ha- i would have no problem with it um I mean, I, I think having having a brand-specific champion um, isn't necessarily a bad thing because it, it does give members of each brand kind of a, something to fight for. Um, but if you just had like, you know, say it was Drew McIntyre. Say Drew McIntyre, you unify the U.S. title and the WWE title or Roman Reigns um, and they, they can be on, on both brands and fight people from both brands. But I think too, sometimes then then you're, you almost run the run the risk of, not that things aren't confusing at times as they are, but do you want to have the champion on both shows all the time? And if not, which show gets slighted, which one gets slighted more than others? Do you do it like one month on, one month off where uh, September he's competing on the SmackDown side and October he's on the Raw side and back and forth and back and forth. So while having, you know, one champion or one roster is is ideal when you have the, you know, the the luxury of riches that the WWE does, I think you can get away with having, having two champions.
1: You can, I mean, I, I never really minded when they used to have it back when it was the, the WWE champion and then the world heavyweight champion, um, doing it that way as opposed to the Raw versus SmackDown championships. So, um, I mean, it, it kind of just kind of makes that hunt all-inclusive because you never know who's going to, you know, be in the title picture. But breaking it down the way they do is probably what's best if we want to see more wrestlers get more opportunity. Um, you know, so... It's kind of that double-edged sword, you know. It's it's really cool to have the one title with the chase, but you know, then you know what happens to anyone not in the title picture. Um, they they don't put as much emphasis these days like they used to on the IC title, on the European now US title, um, the secondary titles like that. Um, you know, the the twenty four seven title and the hardcore title being the same thing pretty much so like we wouldn't see you know those feuds built the way they are if if we kind of narrowed it down like that unfortunately
0: mark any thoughts
2: on the uh the world titles um i'll tell you at first when they had uh, i think it was lesnar was the champion kind of going back and forth um, in the early 2000s when they did that brand split for the first time. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it, but after a while, it was kind of eh, not so much. But it did make the belt feel very special. So I'm okay with them keeping uh, Universal and uh, World Champion. And, you know, even the IC belt in the U.S. title, it'd be nice to have maybe a unification match at WrestleMania and then, uh, you know, defend them individually so if someone potentially could take the U.S. belt and uh, the champion could still have the IC belt or vice versa. But, yeah, you know, I'm okay with the uh, two champions, on, one on each brand. Every once in a while, it would be nice to have them wrestle just to see who uh, the winner would
1: be.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, there's been some a little bit of buzz uh, online as of late. And, and if you've been following along on, on SmackDown, you've kind of seen this rivalry between um, Otis and and Tucky and the uh and Uh thank you. <laughs> no problem. And uh, Miz and Morrison um surrounding the uh the money in the bank. Food fight! And uh and and it, it kind of has a feel that the WWE ah! Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, somewhat considering, uh, moving on from Otis as the money in the bank winner.
2: Oh yes, yeah, ducky, We have our top suspect,
0: um, and potentially moving the briefcase to either Miz or Morrison tomato chips. Um, so what, what is your guys thoughts on, on Otis as the money in the bank briefcase winner? The, the journey so far And, and I'm trying to remember, I don't know if they've, I'm sure they've done it at some point where the the briefcases changed hands, but if, if the briefcase would change hands to a Miz or a Morrison or somebody else at this point, like, are you going to be upset to see Otis lose that opportunity or has it kind of cooled off from the, from the moment of him winning the money in the bank?
1: I hated it when it happened, but here's the thing: you're just setting a nasty precedence here. If you do something like this, like when has WWE like with something this big done the Mia culpa and let's let's fix it? Like aside from I don't know Daniel Bryan when they tried <laughs> to put him on the Wyatt family the first time, and we're like, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> here's here's what you guys were clamoring for that we didn't listen to. Guess you really did want it. So <laughs> Right. So at this point for them to kind of backpedal, um when like that was kind of the unexpected thing. It's I mean, we've seen worse people have the briefcase, like just let him have his cash in. He doesn't have to win. But to, to take it away from him now, it's just it kills they're it. going to open up a whole can of worms moving forward if they put that briefcase in the wrong hands again. Because people are going to be like, well, you did it already. Uh, you know, why does Damian Sandow have to have it and cash in and lose to John Cena? Right. Why do we have to give this briefcase to Randy Orton again? You know, so... You made your decision. It was a shitty one, but you have to stick with it.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, the minute the min, you know, the minute you do that, it's it's the Money in the Bank version of you guys are the authority <laughs> because every anytime you do something that they don't like, it's just going to automatically be uh, people are just going to get get pissy and get mad and uh, they're they're not going to like the fact that. Uh, you know, their favorite guy didn't win the Money in the Bank. Um,
1: WWE fans are very fickle. You cannot like open Pandora's box. I feel like like that's
0: a soundbite I need to get. Is Daniel Bryan saying fickle?
1: Yeah, like it's it's going to backfire if they do that. I understand their logic behind it, but you know, you made your shit sandwich. You got to eat it and force a smile.
0: Ryan brought up a great point when we were reviewing uh, Clash of Champions the other day that you had like a minute and a half period that Orton and McIntyre were both in the back of the ambulance. Where the fuck was Tucky and Otis? Slam the doors. Guess what? You know, quick, hand the briefcase to the ref, slam the doors, you're WWE champion, and then you can get the hell out of there, (laughs) Uh, which, you know, would have been freaking wild to see it... uh, Mm -hmm
1: probably the, their best out to this whole thing. Cause then you can just have them drop it quickly. Sure. The next day.
0: Yeah. Have, you know, have fucking drew come out with a referee claymore his face off. And then, and then you move on and Otis has that kind of crowning moment. And that would also kind of get, uh, that could be your gateway into having Otis move to Monday night raw where Mandy Rose is now as well. Uh, Mark, your thoughts, uh, on, on the Otis money in the bank.
2: Boy, good old Otis. I'll tell you, I was really surprised. I'm still at when he won the money in the bank, and uh, it started to grow on me, and I, I liked it, but I'll tell you what, now I'm kind of, I think he's held on to it a little too long, and I'm not saying he should have won the title, but kind of the, uh, I lost some interest in him over the last few months, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just don't see him beating Roman Reigns or uh, Drew McIntyre right now. Um,
1: yeah, I, I... Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he beat it was... The Fiend?
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you thought Goldberg was bad. bad. <laughs> Jeez.
2: Yeah, that would have been really bad. I just... I can't even think of, like, a story like Stephanie said, maybe with the ambulance, but were they going to have uh, Otis come in? It just doesn't make sense to have him take the title off of Reigns um, or McIntyre. So... You know, I, I think the Miz would be a good option if he uh, somehow weasled his way into the money in the bank. They did that with uh Mr. Kennedy. They took that from him and gave it to Edge. And Edge okay. cashed in on the Undertaker on uh, oh, yeah, Undertaker there was on
0: SmackDown. I was gonna say, I'm sure I'm sure they've that done was, it that was a big before. Yeah. And Mr
1: Kennedy isn't on the level Otis is in terms of like like Mr. Kennedy is seriously to an extent. I mean Who? <laughs> I mean he was Mr. in the, Kennedy. He was in the uh the David Arquette documentary.
0: Who? <laughs> um uh a, a former WCW champion. How dare I uh how dare I speak any, any negativity out there? Uh and star of one of the best movies ever made, ready to rumble. Um
2: that's one of Ryan's favorites too. That,
0: that absolutely is. Um
1: See, that I saw on opening weekend.
0: <laughs> I mean, that that's okay. I mean, that's at least a wrestling movie. Like, Ryan and I, and not that it, it, it wasn't a bad movie, Ryan and I went and saw um, Fighting With My Family opening weekend. That's a wrestling yeah. movie. I feel a little bit different, yeah, uh, you movie. know, like Ryan going on a weekly basis to see The Tooth Fairy. That's just, yeah, that's overkill.
1: That was, that was kind of a low point in his life. Yeah, just um, was,
0: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, uh... It was going to houses and, <laughs> and sneaking salad bar into his pockets just to snack on at the movies.
0: Just sitting there, fucking yeah. p- yeah. yeah. up pieces of lettuce and, and ham-, yeah. ham cubes. Yeah. In that one full of ham cubes with that warm yeah. bacon dressing.
2: <laughs> they- Handfuls of ham cubes. And then oh, Ryan. What is was that warm warm bacon dressing that he really likes he oh he does yeah he, lo- he, yeah,
0: he yeah he actually puts it into a soup cup and then drinks it with a straw it's really it's really oh, off it's God. really off when you watch it happen in person yeah I mean
1: it, he would he would tell the people at the movie theater don't put butter on the popcorn They're just yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it no, covered <laughs>
0: Sprinkles. Actually, dude, uh, I know we, we're yeah, making, making jokes making right now, but that popcorn. would actually be delicious. Are you kidding me? Hot bacon dressing on popcorn? I think I just found my football snack for the weekend. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Well, <laughs>
1: well, don't thank me. Thank Ryan.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Ryan loves for the hot bacon dressing. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes. But I, I kind of do agree with you, Matt. That. Uh, especially in the, the social media era, that that opening this opening this door uh, kind of could be problematic. Lou says maybe he defends it against both of them, gets a little more of a push. I could honestly see it more that he uses it for he and Tucky uh, to get a tag team title shot. Yeah. Or something like he uses it for Mandy Rose to get a women's title shot like he's kind of like this selfless guy that doesn't need to do it for himself. So, Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, they didn't technically have the women's cash in. So he transfers. Yeah. And, and you have, you have a briefcase, right? Do you have the contract? Like, what does it say?
0: Uh, the, I didn't get the deluxe, uh, briefcase. So Uh, it, uh, it did, the, that one didn't come with the, with the, uh, the contract inside, but, but also to like, and, I, I still think that um, that Otis, I feel like them, and I obviously they knew they knew it was coming, but depending how far in advance they had the idea of Otis being the money in the bank winner, I feel like the idea of him being the quick turnaround cash in was where they were going and then it was like, oh crap, Becky uh, has to forfeit the title uh, to Oscar. So like that, that kind of changed the ball game, uh, as well. So, um, let's, uh, let's keep moving along here. Uh, John Cena was on uh late night with Jimmy Fallon, um, this week tonight show, Jimmy Fallon discussed, um, you know, he has, I guess he has a, a children's book out, but when asked about, uh, his wrestling future, he said that he, um, they so yeah, have very young audience in WWE, lots of kids and family. Uh as and as my in ring career with WWE is not as active, although not over, I wanted to continue sending messaging uh to those younger viewers. So John Cena has you know, he is on record um and saying that he is he is not done uh wrestling, obviously not nearly as active uh as he used to be. So um you know, and obviously, I you know, I I still think that at some point he is going to get championship reign number 17, whether it's a, a couple of month reign or it's like literally his, his final match. Cause I think at times like that was kind of a hypothesized end to the Undertaker's career that he would get a title shot, win it and then forfeit it and walk away. That kind of almost makes more sense for a, a person like John Cena. Um, And and like, I just feel like the WWE loves to, loves to break records Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh, and establish like new current updated records. So the idea of somebody having number 17, I feel like why not do it to John Cena, the modern day Hulk Hogan, if you will. Um, So I still think that's going to be a thing, Uh, but we'll go to Matt, obviously, and Mark. Who do you, like, how do you envision or or what do you want to see, like, John Cena's role over the next year or two be in the WWE, and is there any person or persons that you would want to see him come back and face? Obviously, we just came off of the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania uh, against The Fiend, uh, and what was was a pretty fun thing, Um, but is there anything else that... uh, that, that you would kind of want to see him do Before he finally does hang him up
1: Well Jim um, I, I'm sure you remembered Last time I, I said that John Cena uh, will be Wrestling at the main event of WrestleMania against Randy Orton And Ric Flair <laughs> Winner takes 17 and that's the end Of that so um, I do think that would be A fun match if if they ever went that route, if not, um, it's kind of tough to say at this point, what John big match, John, what kind of big match he would even get up for. Um, you know, he doesn't really fit in to either of the pictures with Roman or with drew in my opinion. So, um, do we see him kind of take on a lesser role? Kind of like he reinvigorated the U S title for that reign. Um, does he insert himself into something like that? Um, you know, call me crazy. What if John Cena went to NXT and kind of me up. started, like, a feud down there, put over someone down in NXT in that regard? Um, so I I think there, there are endless possibilities with what John could do. Um, and, you know... He, he loves the business enough that I think he would be open to doing something like that. You know, we've always said that when John goes out, it's gonna be putting someone over, like he did with the fiends in the Firefly Funhouse match. Um so who would I like to see him get involved with? Um, you know, push Adam Cole to the moon. Put John Cena in a feud with Keith Lee, push him to the moon. Um, you know, someone in, in that regard, someone fresh out of NXT that needs that push um i would love to see him do that and then just kind of take the rock route and go back into hollywood because you know john is a good actor in in the films that he's in you know he knows his niche and he he fits it well
0: yeah i mean uh although i feel like the the keith lee spot um i feel like that's that's got brock lesnar written all over it after after that uh that moment at the Royal Rumble, like,
1: sure, but is, is Brock really that guy to do that? P-
0: probably not, but I mean, at, at some point, and I don't, I don't know how much Brock has left, and obviously, I think all of any anything to do with Brock also hinges on uh, when fans get back in the building, because I don't think we see Brock back before there's fans um, financially for the WWE as well. Um, but like, I feel like the relationship that Vince and, and Brock have, Vince could be like, "Hey, uh, we really want to, we really want to do big things with this guy." That uh, that that you could get Brock to do it, like the. I mean, I from the money in the bank through the uh, WrestleMania this year, like that was a Brock Lesnar that I that I truly didn't think we were ever really going to get, like. You know the, the the Brock Party stuff and the like the boombox and the, like the 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 run dancing in the ring and uh, just the, the 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 way that he sold and acted everything in the Rumble. Uh, so I think Sky, Sky is somewhat the limit with 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 Lesnar as well at this point in his career. I, I think there's a lot of intrigue there, but yeah, definitely. Like I would I would love to see. Um, Cena in, in an NXT world. That'd be fantastic. Intermark.
2: Mark. Oh, let's see. As far as Cena returning, i it's going to happen at some point. I'm sure it won't be full time, but he'll come back and he'll take his uh, 17th world title. It's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Um, if the fans were back in time for WrestleMania in the arenas, um, I could almost even see Cena and Reigns um, at a WrestleMania match. Um, and Ric Flair, honestly, if, uh, even though it's not necessarily considered, uh, uh, him losing the title, or winning the title, he had, uh, his title reigns, I think were up into the twenties, even though they're not really recognized as the yeah. actual, uh, the title change in hands, uh, it happened in Puerto Rico with, I think Carlos Colon and it happened in Japan at least once or twice. Um, but yeah, he'll break uh, Flair sixteen time record. There's no doubt. Um, and Cena coming back, I mean, NXT would be perfect. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but boy, that would be that would be ideal. If I had to see him come back to a brand, that would be that would be my pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, sadly, if I had to venture a guess sitting here tonight, my guess would be that it probably does not happen. But. Uh... But, you know, I, I, I also agree that I don't think we've seen the end of, of John Cena uh, in the WWE. Just the, the how much we see him uh, will remain uh, to be seen. Just a couple of things here, guys, on the uh, the news and rumors. And then uh, we're actually going to get out of here a little bit earlier than normal this week. But uh, it was, um, we've seen Matt Cardona, uh, of course, formerly known as... Uh, Zack Ryder in the uh, in AEW uh, on a limited run, but he was uh, a guest on the Pro Wrestling Junkies podcast, answered questions uh, from fans during the interview. Uh, who he was signed to a, a short term contract with AEW, gave an update on his status of the company. He said, "Quote that's a place to be right now. To be there even for a month, do a couple of matches was a lot of fun. It was great to just be out there." And be myself again. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Uh, so Cardona, I guess, is kind of a, a free agent. Um, you know, he, he he had the the little interaction there with Cody. Um, so I don't know if or when he'll be back uh, in AEW, but something to keep watch of. And then also talking about other uh, free agents and potential landing spots uh, in an interview with TV insider Heath Slater, formerly Heath Slater, now just known as Heath. Uh, talked about how several WWE stars have expressed interest in joining Impact Wrestling. He said, quote, They know when they are locked down under contract, they can't get out. That's the bottom line. They may have well signed yourself up for the military. But guys that did get released and guys from other companies have been texting and calling and asking about Impact. The WWE crew, some of them have been like, man, that'd be awesome to do this. But I still got a year and a half or another year. I'm like, remember what you're saying because years go by pretty fast. So if you really want to, I might know a guy. There's interest there for sure. Heath also talked about which current free agent he would like to see join Impact. Uh, He said, I would like to see Joe Henning. Also, obviously, of course, Curtis Axel um, over here. Old man Axel. Old man Axel. (laughs) Of all people. (laughs) Uh, He said, I'd like to see him come over to Impact. I've talked to him, but he's doing his thing right now and enjoying life. Um, He said he is one of his best friends and a hell of a worker. Um, I mean that that's a guy that that, you know, I feel like that not not that he was ever uh as perfect uh, as his old man. Um but I feel like that that was one they could they kind of missed the ball with, and I feel like the whole Paul Heyman guy thing kind of I don't want to say it 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 hindered him, but like I think at that time they they, they were kind of trying to do like multiple Heyman guys because I think it was like, it was like, it was like Axel Ryback Cesaro like, and it just none of them worked, So I feel like that kind of got this uh, stink on him. And then they did like the uh, then they did like the Ryback Axel tag team, and then they Things did like- <laughs> they did like Axel they did like Axel and Bo Dallas um, in the tag team where they were doing like. Um, the, the, the Hogan Savage, like, like the mega power six. So like, I feel like he very, he very quickly went from like somebody coming on the up and up, uh, like with the intercontinental title run, stuff like that to somebody that just unfortunately almost went to like sideshow comedy act. And then once you kind of get painted into that corner, I felt like it was hard, uh, to get out of it. He's a guy that I thought could have benefited from going down or going to NXT because like, again, that's more of just kind of a a wrestling product versus uh, anything else. And I think he, he was a talented wrestler. Um, but, but on the main roster just kind of slipped apart. But, um, is there anybody on the WWE roster now that you, you look at and go, um, I'd really like to see them in impact. Obviously we've seen the, the gals and Anderson go there. Heath is over there. Couple other guys. Um is there anybody that, that, that you look at that look at the roster and go, uh I would like to see them over in Impact.
1: Apollo Cruz, um, I think would make sense over there. He's kind of got that look. Um I am a little disappointed that Impact no longer has like the the really like close but not exact names, like going from Heath Slater to just Heath. <laughs> I mean that that used to be the joke of like, hey, what's what's Calvin Arsal doing in the impact zone?
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, it's unfortunate that we don't get to see that anymore. But um, I think Apollo Cruz could do good things on that roster. Um, I, I did tell myself I was going to start watching Impact this week. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, next week. Um, but I think that. There are people on the WWE roster that you know could go over there and do good things. Dolph Ziggler, another one, um, I think, could be a, a good fit in the Impact Zone. Um, sorry, um, Don Swizzler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I mean if he if he's not the uh, the, the guy returning to NXT, I think Doe Ballas would be great.
1: My favorite was always Bork Laser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bork Laser doing in the impact.
0: Oh, Bork Laser. Um but yeah, it it's uh, you know, it's it's and obviously this is one that I that I one hundred percent don't think that we'll ever see it. But I know uh on the um on the on their podcast, uh Gallows and Anderson keep saying that they want Uncle Allen. Uh, to come over, uh, to come over there before he uh, retires. I still think AJ Styles is retiring uh, with the WWE. I, 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 don't, and it's that to me, that's not me WWE super fan taking a shot at Impact Wrestling. I just, I just don't see at this point AJ AJ making that move. Like it, it like you know, he did, you know, he did the T. And he was like one of the founding fathers of, of TNA and you know and and he did the ring of honor thing and then he did the japan thing and then he finally uh got to the wwe um i I just i don't see him making that i don't see him making that move um to to impact intern mark is there anybody that you would like to see uh make that move over there
2: i'll tell you what stranger things have happened because rick flair retired ended up going to impact that's true it could happen with uh with Styles, I would say it's very that um, the uh, boy. I'll tell you what, I really I didn't have anybody in mind, but then when you mentioned uh, Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler, I think both of them would excel over there, and maybe that's what their career needs. Uh, kind of like what Christian did when he he left WWE for a few years, went to Impact, and came back and won uh, heavyweight championships in WWE. Um, but I yeah, there's really uh, I really can't think of anybody else I'd want to see over there. Um, An Impact, I really I've been watching it not a whole lot recently, but I started watching it more when uh, Jordan Grace and uh, Tessa Blanchard were there. That's what kind of got my interest again to watch Impact. So, um, but I from what I saw last time I watched it, which has been about a month or two, um, they were uh, they were better than what I remembered. So there's some hope
0: for them. Yeah, I I catch it every now and again. Like I had watched it there for a couple of weeks with with the whole uh, EC three thing and, and whether or not he was going to end up there. Uh, and I guess he's he's kind of doing a, a free agent thing of sorts. Um, so so it's been a, it's been probably about three weeks, maybe a month uh, since I've since I've caught an episode of uh, of Impact. I, I might catch a couple episodes this month because I think they have Bound for Glory coming up at the end of October. So I might, uh, I might jump in on that, but I mean, they, they, they definitely have talent. And I think, um, you know, if there's, if there's any women in the WWE that aren't kind of super thrilled with their position, I mean, I think like, um, I think like a Dana Brooke or something could, could go over, uh, and, and kind of do wonders, um, do really well, uh, in the impact women's division, which is, uh, which is pretty strong, um, but uh, if there is there anybody else, either you guys have, otherwise we're going to, uh, we're going to close this one up. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it. We're going to get out of here just a little bit uh, early. Thank you to uh, everyone who asked questions for the ask three CT segment and, um, uh, and everyone who interacted with us here live on the show, Matt, uh, let uh, go ahead and plug whatever you want to plug.
1: Yeah. So a uh, woman of the week is still going on. So uh, this this week we are featuring Roxy uh, on our Instagram page. So go over that at three count Thursday on Instagram. Give that, give her a follow. Uh, she's got some really cool shots. We put up an action shot tonight, action shot Thursday. Used to be a thing that we did on three count Thursday Instagram. We brought it back this week. So um, we give her a follow, give all the awesome people that we plug on there a follow. Um, we got some sponsors that we give shout-outs to. Um, but we appreciate all the follows that we get. Uh, just stay tuned with the at Three Count Thursday Instagram as we do our woman of the year feature. Um, you know, this year. More than ever, giving back, donating to charity is going to be important to us. So make sure you're you're liking the posts so these, these awesome women get a chance to donate to the charity of their choosing. Um, my Twitter handle is right here. No Notre Dame again this weekend. Sixers are done. Phillies, Flyers are done. Eagles might as well be done. So <laughs> I'm just on, on Twitter these days. Um, being a father has kind of toned me down. Um, otherwise, I just kind of talk about movies. It is October, so I will probably start live tweeting like horror movies that I'm watching. Um, but uh, again, appreciate the follows. Like appreciate the tooth the fair.
0: That movie was terrifying. <laughs> yes.
1: You are looking for some It, it was, for all the wrong reasons By WWE Films
0: Oculus is a very good one So check that one out Alright, intern Mark, you got anything to plug, sir?
2: Boy, let me think here I don't have uh not a whole lot I just think they are uh, Oh, how about uh, Tomorrow, Hershey Park in the Dark is open Isn't that exciting? So because of this whole COVID carrying on Uh, Hershey Park's extending their uh, Halloween and it's starting two weeks earlier two weekends early so it's going to be the whole month of October so that's exciting, not that Hershey needs any publicity nor will I get anything from that but that is exciting for me I'm a big fan of Hershey Park especially in the dark and the zoo will be open so that's exciting very cool What's we enjoy that that the whole month of October
0: what was that Matt?
2: Hershey Park in the dark or Halloween
1: What's what's the cost for Hershey Park in the dark?
2: Well, I'd have to let me take a look at. It. I think tonight actually might be the last night to get discounted tickets, Matt. If you uh, if you wanted to go, and I think your little one would be free. Okay. So but if there you, you know, wanted this one to go, I might actually be able to get you. I think I get one free ticket or with my pass. I could take a look and see what I can do for you. Oh, there. You I think go. if you buy more online, I think tonight's the last night for discounts on them.
1: Friends in high places.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's gonna uh, that is gonna do it for us this week. We uh, again, we thank everyone who tuned in and uh, and joined us live and, uh, and 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 played along with us. We always appreciate that each and every week. Make sure you go to 3CountThursday.com. That That is our homepage. Check out our home network, NGSC Sports. Follow us on all of our social media. And, uh, and until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin.